Why did the pen break up with the pencil? Because it couldn't erase its past mistakes. <laughs> Unless it was a friction pen. Those pens are amazing. Erasable pens these days are definitely different than the erasable pens that existed when I was a little kid. Oh, I love a good pen. A good pen makes everything a little more fun. Speaking of fun things, I am really excited about today's episode. I'm going to be sharing with you three things that I have learned from my word of the year in quarter one. So I resisted my word of the year this year. I resisted it, but it kept tugging on me. It nudged me. It was like my kids whenever I try to have an adult conversation. (laughs) Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. So today I wanted to update you on three things that I've learned from my word of the year in quarter one, and I hope that this episode will help you consider what you've learned from your word of the year so far and will help you recommit to putting your word into practice so that you can have direction, focus, and clarity. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, Plan Goal Plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. Before I jump into all that I have learned about my word of the year, if you aren't sure what a word of the year is or how to create one, please check out episode two. It's called How to Set and Actually Use Your Word of the Year. You can also check out plangoplan.etsy.com. I have a word of the year guide that's super fun and super helpful to get you started. I love the ritual of setting a word of the year. It's so great. So what is my 2023 word of the year? My 2023 word of the year is build. Build. I resisted it. I really resisted it because I have a tendency towards hustle, towards drive, towards ambition, and I often need to counter and I often need to counter these impulses with buckets and buckets of chill. And so the past 5 years, my words have really reflected my need for serene. My words have been rest and nurture. So build felt like a different type of word. It felt like pushing. And so I kept resisting it. And yet it kept coming back to me as my word of the year. And then I discovered a quotation about the word build. And in it, it says, be the one who nurtures and builds. I felt really connected to that. And I began to think about building in different ways. I began to think about building bridges and building connections and building relationships. And slowly, slowly, I gave in to build as my word of the year and decided to adopt it. And so now I write it in my planner every single week. 
I have integrated into my past phrases. Don't worry, my past phrases are pretty intricate, so I don't think that I'm giving anything too important away. Um, I put it in places that I can read it. And then when I think about my priorities each week, I do try to prioritize things that allow me to build, that give me permission to build, that produce space for me to build. And so I want to share a few things that I have learned so far. The first thing that I've learned is consistency. I was in the kitchen chatting with my husband. Our kitchen is kind of our chat place. And I jokingly said to him, I think that my word of the year could have been consistency and it would have been the same thing. And one thing that I've really realized over the past three months is that building requires so much consistency. It's a lot of doing the same things over and over and over again. It's kind of like playing with Legos with your kid and you're snapping all these pieces on top of each other over and over and over again. And then finally you look up and you have a frame of a house or whatever it is that you're building. And you just have to keep going and you have to be consistent. And related to consistency, the second thing that I think I'm learning about building is that it's a lot of small steps. So when I chose the word build, I think that part of my resistance to it is that building feels really grand. You know, if you build a house, gosh, I wish I had skills like that, right? It seems so grand. And yet like the act of building is composed of so many small, humble steps that at any given moment don't necessarily feel all that impactful. And yet they're so significant and necessary. So one of the things that I wanted to build this year is muscle. I just turned 41 and I don't know if it was, I was listening to a podcast or reading a book or having a conversation with my husband, but at some point I had this kind of aha moment. At one point I was thinking about exercising and I began to think at 80, what is it that I want to be able to do physically? And a lot of the things that I wanted to do at 80 were things like I want to be able to go to the bathroom by myself and I want to be able to get up and out of bed and I want to be able to walk and go up and down stairs. When I started thinking about what my fitness goals would be at 80 and how could I support them at 40, I really got to thinking about how important it is for me to build muscle to be able to support those movements as I get older, because I also know that building muscle is going to get a lot more challenging as I age. One thing that I've really been focusing on with exercise is I am doing the same workout now as I was doing in August. I have a real tendency. I'm pretty consistent with working out. I exercise pretty regularly, but I like to switch it up a whole lot. I don't like to stick with the same exercise routine for very long. And so I'm really challenging myself to do an entire year of the same exercise routine. And so when we think about repetition and consistency, we kind of think of them as the same thing often. But in relationship to building, 
I've really realized that even though there might be repetition and consistency, that repetition and consistency aren't necessarily the same thing, but that in order to build, I need to both be consistent, but I also need to put in those repetitious, small, humble steps over and over and over again, because over time, they will make an important impact. The final thing that I've learned from my word of the year is that building is, or at least can be, other-oriented. So one of the other things that I am building is this podcast. And um, I have a lot of fun doing this podcast, and it certainly is fulfilling for me. But I really wanted to make this podcast to serve others. Uh, And I'm working really, really hard to keep um, what I do focused on serving. And so as I sit down and I think about episodes, I'm always constantly imagining you all on the other end listening and thinking to myself, like, what is it that you need to hear today? What would inspire you? What would, what are the tools that you need to live a little easier, a little lighter? How do I motivate you? And so I really want to make sure that as I build, as I make, that I do so in a way that is always connecting me with others. Also, like, how do I humble myself and seek out others for help when I don't know the next step in a build? Which brick do I need, right? Building is never a solo project. Um, In writing, it's really common to say that you never truly have a single authored piece, that every work is inspired by others, it's edited by others, and that you can really never truly make alone. So I learned that building and consistency are related. Building is a lot of small steps. It's a lot of repetition. And that building can be other-oriented. So I want to know from you, what are you learning from your word of the year? How is putting that word into practice shifting your relationship to it? If you said a word of the year, but you haven't been using it, I want you to use it. I want you to use it to help you make decisions or name priorities. But if, if you haven't been using it, what's one step that you could make today, today, right now, right after you're done listening to this podcast, to put the word that you chose into practice? I wish for you fun, fun in discovering a word to guide you, direct you, fun in cultivating a new relationship with a word that maybe you thought you already knew. I wish for you clarity and connection as you explore the wonders of the word of the year. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.